Peace, everybody. I'm Jasmine, and this is my journal. Now look, for those who are watching the YouTube video, I know y'all wonder why I'm laying here in bed with my bonnet on. So when I decided to go on YouTube with the podcasting, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get dolled up and set up and do it that way and do it on YouTube. But then again, I changed my mind because I wanted just to keep it as close to journaling as possible. And when I journal, I'm usually in bed like this. So I might as well just keep it real all the way around. Now, look, when I have a guest on, I do get up. But ain't nobody on here today but me. So y'all going to sit here and look at me with my bonnet on. And for those listening, you don't want to see this, but they going to see it. Anyhow, how y'all doing? I am most excellent. I turned 42 days ago. I mean, I wasn't proud to turn 42 days ago, but um, yeah, I turned 40. I had a good birthday, though. You know, we went to this spot called E&O Kitchen. It's like an Asian-American spot. I had some lamb chops and some sushi. It was actually really, really, really good. And I had this drink. Okay, Alexa. I tell you, I think my house is haunted. Stuff been falling off the shelves. Like, yeah, I ain't about to scare y'all or scare myself because I'm in here by myself right now. But anyhow, we went there. Then after that, we went and got drunk at a Mexican restaurant. I was twerking on a, a statue named, I named him Hector. I just figured like he'll be my boyfriend because, you know, he was just strong and made a steal. Yeah, Hector. Yeah, me and Hector, we bonded for a minute there. <laughs> on my actual birthday, I did nothing. I rested. I didn't go anywhere. Um, I did treat myself to something I shouldn't eat, which was like um, a pasta salad that I've been craving. I've been eating healthy and working out. I'm a part of this accountability group, and I've been really watching what I'm eating. And it's crazy because it hasn't been showing on the scale, but the other day we did, like, um, we started off, we took pictures, like, front, side, and back. And then since we're midway through our little goal, we did, um, you know, catch up pictures. Even though my weight's not all the way showing on the scale, you can definitely tell that I've dropped some inches, which I was kind of telling because my pants are getting kind of loose. But, baby. Look at the cuts out! Yeah! I'm just saying. So I'm enjoying this. Working out is like, a great stress reliever meditation journal exercise if anybody was to ask me my three things meditation journaling journal is my number one i love writing and exercising like today i did four miles and i my endurance is picked up i was able to run like a jog or maybe super fast walk at least like maybe a mile and a half of it yeah. Now, look, it was in intervals, but I was able to do it when at one point I couldn't do it. But I felt so good. I just paid attention to my heart rate and I tried to keep my heart rate above 140, between 140 and 160. And I was able to do that even during the walking. I was walking, baby, you know, just to keep my heart rate up. So it just it felt really, really, really good. And also, I think even though I'll be sore like the next day after I work out, it helps with you know, some of the pain that I have because I do have like, uh, I do have like uh, arthritis in my left hip, which comes from the lupus. I've got arthritis in my left hip. And, um, okay, let me put line. I got arthritis everywhere. I don't be telling people that, but I do. And when it rains like it is now, 
it really hurts. But look, right now, look, I worked out today. I'm not in much, in much pain as I would usually be if I didn't. But the pain is still there. I'll be lying to say I didn't. I have pain probably all day, every day. I have pain so much and it's so chronic. I don't even know. I just, I don't, you know, you realize that I'm in pain to be like, are you in pain? You be like, yeah, I'm in pain. Because you're just always in pain. Always. Also, over the weekend, I got to, um, so my kid's dad, he has a baby son. He's like one. And every weekend, like clockwork, he always called me to have me come over there and sit with him. So I went over there and sat with him for a minute. He's a, he's a little chunker. He's so cute. He doesn't answer to his name, but he answers when you call him fat. Fat ass, fat man, little fat boy, he answers. He's so chubby. He just wobbles on to you, smiling and laughing with his three or four teeth in his mouth. He's like the cutest little thing. He like he gives me so much joy. So him and my six-year-old hang out. Usually when my kids that had me sit with him, he usually gone for about maybe 20 minutes. This fool was gone for like an hour and a half. I don't know where he went, but it's cool because we chilled out. One thing I did realize, though, I thought I had baby fever. Hell no, I don't. That boy didn't sit down one time. When I say I was up, Running, 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 running. That was a workout too. He did not sit down. He didn't take a nap till his pops came in. And then when he realized that his pops was gone, he fooled on me. He was playing with me, laughing like, hey, 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 and he just got quiet. Then he looked at me crazy. Then he ran and looked in the kitchen. Then he ran past me through the living room and ran in the back and checked all the rooms in the bathroom and came in there, looked at me, and just spun around in a circle. It was like, oh, it fell on the floor. You know, he ain't talking yet, but I knew it was his pops he was looking for. <laughs> but <laughs> it was comical. He's so theatrical. He spun around in that circle so so dramatic, like, oh, it fell on the floor. Like, look, so you telling me y'all to fool me and my pops done snuck out the door? He played it off good, too. He like, Jazz played with him. So I was tickling him, and while I was tickling the baby, he ran out the door. But, um... I spent a little time with him, which was great. Then I went to get my grand, see my grandson, and you know I was like, he had toys. My daughter, for once, she's pregnant and she's tired, and he had toys all over the daggone floor. So I said, um, "Jojo, pick your toys up." He said, "My mommy does that." I said, "Boy, if you don't get your butt over here and pick your toys up," he said, "My mama do it for me." So I had to tell him like. I'm just going to take the Spider-Man card that I bought you for your birthday back with me. And I picked it up and stuck it in my bag. I'm telling you, by the time I turned around, every single toy was picked up and put in his rightful place. So that worked. So he helped his mama clean up his toys. She cooked for Thanksgiving, too. So she fixed me a plate for me to try her food. And all I got to say about that is that she's on turkey duty from now on. That turkey was so good. The flavor was so good. It was so moist. I'm like, you know what? You learn it from your mama. You just, you know, and I learn how to cook. And then you learn how to cook. And you cook it like I be cooking. And we be cooking. I said, whoo. I look forward to us cooking together. I mean, I was mad on Thanksgiving. But now I'm happy because she ain't come over. I was mad. She's like, mama, I'm coming over. And never came. But. It's all right because that fool was slapping. <laughs> that fool was slapping. She could, my baby could cook. I'm proud. I'm proud. So proud. 
So <laughs> today I was talking to my friend and I was telling him the story about it was like a hard time. Y'all, I don't went through some hard times. So I'm gonna tell you about the time that I almost ended up becoming homeless and what led well, I was homeless. And what led to me being homeless is the second time I was I've only been homeless twice. So the second time I was living in this house, right? And um my landlord, you know, I always paid on his rent, but one time I had got behind because I was stupid when I was 20. So by the time I was 27 to 30, all that stuff caught up to me. And they started garnishing my pay. I was being sued left and right for all these folks I ain't pay. They was tearing my butt up. Like, I mean, $600 out of a ch- It just, so I got a little behind on rent. And my landlord was cool. But something happened with my landlord. And his spouse took over. And they filed eviction. Mind you, all of this is going on in the same month. They didn't want to talk it out. They didn't want to work through it. I couldn't give them any money. I couldn't nothing. They wanted me out. Like, this lady, she was like, you got to go. I'm like, shoot. So on top of that, I'm being garnished. That happened. My youngest brother, he had a son with a young lady. And they were broke up, but they, they had an apartment, but there was no TV at the apartment. And she asked me, since I had income, if I can go rent it on her a TV and she'll pay me for it. Dumbest decision I ever made. I to this day can't nobody ask me to do nothing, put nothing in my nothing. My kids can't even ask me to put nothing in my name. But anyhow, so I put it in my name, put it in my name, got her a TV. And for about a good month, she paid the bill. It was like 50 a week. It was a huge TV. After that, she quit paying. And I paid it a few times. And I'm like, man, bump this. I ain't about to pay it. So I told her, like, well, since you ain't paying, turn the TV in. She started avoiding me. And I'm like, well, what the heck going on? So finally, they got to calling me, like, where the TV? We over your house. And I'm like, the TV ain't here. It just got ugly. So finally, she told me that she pawned the TV. And she told me where she pawned the TV at. I told her, like, well, give me the pawn ticket. I'm going to go get that TV out and turn it back in. I'll deal with you later. She was like, okay. She kept spinning me with the pawn ticket. That's all I wanted was the pawn ticket. I was going to pay to get that TV out the pawn and everything. She would not give it to me. Then she said she lost it. I said, the pawn place, all you got to do is come up there with your ID and they'll give you another pawn ticket. She would not. So finally, things got to a head, and me and her, we got to going. And she said, you know what? I'm going to come over to your house and beat your ass. I ain't thinking nothing. I'm like, this little bitty girl, she ain't going to come over my house and beat my ass. So I'm going to buy my day. I get um, my 13-year-old at the time. She was a little baby. I got her ready, stuck her in the car seat. I'm getting ready to walk out the door. When I see this, this girl pull up, I said, oh, she pulled up. So what I did was the 13, the little baby, she was in a car seat sleep at the time. And my kid's dad was in the house still. So I just slid her in the house, told him, grab her real quick. And I closed the door. She get out the car and ran towards me like she was going to beat me up. So now look, y'all, I used to have a really bad temper. 
really bad. But by that time, I had already started to calm down a bit. I was working professionally as a nurse. I had a license. You know, you got to conduct yourself a certain way. At least I believe that. That day, I ain't give a fuck. Because she, she came at me, and I got ready. I bucked up on her. And she turned around and took off, and she ran to her car and ran to the car. So I ran behind her and I started banging on her window. And I was like, bitch, get out the car. You know, I'm about to beat your ass. And she said, Jasmine, you're a nurse. You're a professional. You're going to lose your license. I'm not getting, if I get out the car and fight you, you're going to lose your license. I looked at her. I was in so much rage at that moment. I said, fuck that license. Bitch, get out the car. And I kicked the car. And she just gave me this look of fear like, okay, Jazz is serious. She was talking shit from in the car. And she said, oh, you ain't never getting that TV, bitch. She drove off. When she drove off, she she hit my car, which I had a black Dodge Durango. She hit my car and kept going. And um, what ended up happening was in order to get them, because they started garnishing me too. I was just getting my neck toe up left and right. So in order to stop that, what I had to do was file charges against her and have them get their TV back. But they still kept garnishing me. So I was facing eviction. They kept garnishing me. I didn't have any money to move because all my money was gone, right? So this is what I did. I ended up, we ended up packing up the house. When we packed up the house, we ended up um, staying with my best friend, Tish. So we went like homeless, homeless sleeping outside, but it was like December. It was like right before Christmas. It was freezing outside and me and all my kids and my kid's dad had to pile up in her one bedroom apartment until we could find a place. Oh, <laughs> it didn't stop there. So we're in her place. Her landlord at the time, he didn't turn the heat on. So, like, her heat was controlled by her landlord. This is December. She told me usually he turned the heat on around November. He ain't turned nothing on. It was freezing in her part apartment. She had, like, a slum lord. She had black mold growing up the walls, everywhere. Hell, she wouldn't stay in there half the time. She was trying to wait for her lease was up to move, which her lease ended up being up the next month. So we piled up in an apartment with her. But one night... It was me, my kid's dad, and my stepson, and all the kids. Me and him were in the bed asleep with the baby, who was who is now my 13-year-old. My 7-year-old wasn't born yet. Um, and we hear a bang on the door. So when I go to the door, it's the police. And they was like, you know, is Kareem here? And I was like, yeah, what's going on? And they was like, um, he got a report of kidnapping. Well, he used to have a very toxic relationship with his son's mother. So apparently they fell out over money, even though like at this, by this point, he had his son a lot. Um, one thing I don't play about is I don't play about a person don't take care of their kids. Like if you, if you got kids, you getting them. If you, if you mess with me, you got kids, you getting them kids. <laughs> so I don't play about the kids. You getting them kids. We don't get them kids what they need, whatever. But sometimes when him and her would go through it about money and stuff like that, or she would ask him for things, I didn't know about it. He wouldn't tell me because he was petty. And like, he'd give her a hard time sometimes. Well, that particular night she called the police and accused um, him of kidnapping her son. 
So police came knocking on the door. Well, he had some warrants. I think I told y'all he was an old drug dealer. And even though he had quit selling drugs when I became, you know, when I went to nursing school, he still had some old baggage. He had some old warrants. So it's freezing. We in a bed sleep. Police run up in that apartment and they carry him out of there. So now not only am I homeless, but now I'm alone. All these kids. I can't go back to my mama's house because um, there's a whole bunch of people over there. And my mom, I had asked her and she told me no. She's like, basically, she said my dad wouldn't like it, my stepdad. She's like, oh, your dad wouldn't like it. You can't come back here. She said, you know, your kids can stay tonight sometimes, but you, you know. So I was already kind of hurt about that. And then here I was alone. You know, my man was in jail and I had to help him too. So I ended up having to find money to get him stuff that he needed, like long johns and shit like that. Cause it's, it's freezing in prison too. Like in, in jail too. He was in the, um, like the County, like that should be cold. They don't give a fuck about them people. It should be cold. Like he was freezing up in there. So I had to get him like long johns, thick socks, stuff like that to keep him warm. He ended up going away for like, I think he spent like maybe two months or three months in jail. And then after that, he went to a halfway house for like eight or nine months. So we were separated for almost a year. And I had to help him and do everything by myself for almost a whole ass year. And when I be looking back on it, like, okay, the jazz now, would you have done that? Yeah, I loved him. I would have did that. And that's one thing about me. If I love you and I fuck with you, I fuck with you. And it's almost to a default. And that's and that's probably a great trait about me, but that's probably a horrible trait about me too. Like if I love you, whether you my friend or my man or whoever, if I love you and I mess with you, I mess with you, period. You can call me anytime for anything and I got you. But once I don't fuck with you no more, it's over. I don't like this is the second year in a row. And I know we ain't been together in five years. And I don't remember the last time I had sex with this man. I had sex with him. Last time I had sex with my baby daddy was June 2019. And that was whack. He ain't whack, but the whole situation was whack. And I think it was whack because we just, we, don't, we ain't into each other like that no more. We like best friends. So it just didn't feel right. Pass. It was hot. I'm sorry. I take this bonnet off. It's hot. But anyhow, oh, yeah, that's another thing. I be having th those hot flashes. Yeah, they real. I'm having them already. And I ain't even, I shouldn't be nowhere near menopause. My hair, though, my hair cute, though. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> anyhow, um, yeah, I told him, he did give me something for Mother's Day. And I think he did give me some Christmas, but he missed two birthdays. So he ain't getting them for his birthday no more. I have never missed a birthday with that guy, even after we broke up. I never missed a Father's Day, a Christmas, or nothing. He got me messed up. Cutting him off. I know that's petty, but I could do that. But anyhow, he went away for like nine months. And I continued to get garnished until I had to, um, I actually had to file a bankruptcy. I used to be ashamed of this, but I ain't ashamed no more. Shit, you got to do what you got to do. So what happened was me and my best friend, we ended up moving out of that, that apartment and we got a two bedroom. Look, it's me, four kids, him when he came home and her, and we got a four bedroom townhome. I mean, a two-bedroom, we all squeeze in the two-bedroom townhome for a year just so that I could get back on my feet. 
I'm thankful to my best friend. We be having our moments. We had a moment this weekend because she's supposed to do my makeup for my birthday. Yes, I'm calling you out, bitch. She's supposed to do my makeup for my birthday, but she had a bad day, so my makeup didn't get done because her vibration was jacked up, and I'm already sensitive right now emotionally. And I'm like, oh, you ain't about to. I ain't about to absorb your shit, so I just left. But she showed up the next day and showed me some love. So I love you. Anyhow, we had to we had to ride that struggle bus for a year. And boy, was it hard, but we made it through. You know, I had to file bankruptcy. I had to get my truck back. I had to start all over, you know, and I had to build myself back up. That was a very difficult time. And to make it so bad, also during that time, I think that's about the time that I had caught him cheating for the second time. The first time when I was, it was when I was pregnant with the now 13 year old. The second time was, but when he went to jail, he left his cell phone and I got a hold of his cell phone. Mm, mm, mm. You talking about hurt? Oh, I was hurt, hurt. And then I ain't done yet. So I used to go visit him when he was in a halfway house and he would come home sometimes on the weekend, you know. But I can't say around that time because we were spaced apart. The sex in our relationship was the best about that time. We were very exploratory. We were nasty. I like that. I like that nasty shit. Yeah, we was very nasty around that time. <laughs> nasty. He was nasty. He couldn't keep his hands off me. Chow. Little do he know, I started cheating. That was a, that was the first time I ever started cheating. I, I cheated on him with one person. And that was when I met the person that I cheated on him with. We're going to talk about that next real quick. <laughs> Y'all, I had never cheated on him. And the funny thing is, is that I loved him so much for a while. I didn't desire to be with anyone else either. But, you know, I got tired of getting played, which is not the right thing to do. Don't, 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 don't do this. It, it doesn't make anything better. But I just, I felt like, I had to pay him back or some old petty shit, so I cheated back. It didn't make things better. It really didn't. I mean, he didn't know, but it didn't make things better. I mean, nowadays, he probably wouldn't care if he did. I don't care if he cared because he did a lot of dirty shit. But anyhow, he had sent me home with a bag. And in the bag, it was a letter that he wrote his friend. And basically, he told his friend about a female that he was seeing uh and he was like yeah she young she beautiful she only got one kid and she has her own apartment and he was like when i get out of jail um when i come home basically i'm gonna leave jazz and go stay with her and then in the letter he tells his friend yeah jazz supported me through this whole ordeal but fuck jazz fucker i said oh, fuck me I've been sending your ass money every week, coming to get you, driving you around, doing all this shit, taking care of all your business, still helping with your kids and this fuck jazz. <sighs> so during this time, I met somebody. We just gonna call him Coach, and um, I met him through my friend, and I remember well. She didn't hook me up with him, but he just happened to be somewhere where I was. And I told her, like, oh, my gosh, I got a crush on him. He is like, because he was so chocolate. It's Chocolate men do something to me. They just do. He was so chocolate. Then he had these pretty ass locks and he was thick. I like him thick, too. 
You got a belly even better. He was thick too. He was just chocolate, he was chocolate as fuck. And on top of being chocolate, this this motherfucker had dimples. Ooh, child. So one <laughs> so one day he called me out the blue. I was like, how you get my number? He's like, you know how I got my number. You know how I got your number. He's like, man, quit fucking. Imagine he's a Sagittarius too. His birthday should be coming up. I gotta tell him happy birthday. We still cool to this day, but not like that. I ain't touched him since 20. I don't remember. It's been a long time. Been years. Years. But anyhow. And stuff. And he was like, you know what the fuck. I already heard how you how you checking me out. Like, quit playing with me, Jazz. What's up? I've been checking your ass out too. I thought I wasn't your type because you be all acting bougie and stuff, but what's up? And I'm like, I'm down to earth. What's up? So anyhow, we would talk on the phone and stuff and hang out. And one night she gave a party and it was, <laughs> God, I'm telling this story. I'll give y'all all my business. So it was like, she had like a, a card night. We went over there, we played cards, we played spades and stuff like that, <laughs> right? So we had so much fucking fun. We was drinking, having fun. We was slow dancing to R. Kelly before R. Kelly became the R. Kelly the day that I was in prison. At this time, R. Kelly was fucking popping. We was dancing, jamming. We had drinks. We was eating food. He danced with me the whole time. And one thing led to another. My friend was like, I'll be back. I'm about to go and do something. She went somewhere with something, but yeah. <laughs> it just yeah. Ciao. So <laughs> God. We got busy. We got very busy. Hey, y'all ain't gonna hold y'all. Even though I'm like damn near none now because you know I'm working on myself and I'm healing. God, I'm a freak. I ain't gonna hold. I I like fucking, and and I ain't. I'm not doing it nearly as much as I used to because I'm. I'm number one, I think the older you get, the more selective you get. Like you don't want you don't want nobody touching you, and I'm just to that point to where I really don't want nobody touching me. But when I do want somebody touching me, God damn it, I'm nasty. But anyhow, oh, you might hear the microphone stack. My bad, y'all. Microphone fell over, but. Yeah, we were nasty. And we would just do it everywhere. I mean, the laundromat, the park on the bench, um, the basketball court under the bleach. I mean, we found a place to do it. We we did everywhere on the car, in the car. Seldomly did we ever like traditionally have sex in a bed somewhere. We was just everywhere. So when my kid's dad came home. I just finally, I decided to make my relationship work again and be more faithful. Um, I did see him like maybe once or twice after that, but I'm not going to lie. I was in love with um, my kid's dad. So when I was with, when I was with him, I was with him. Like I didn't want nobody else. And like, if the only reason why I was like messing around was because I was hurt. And look, there's no excuse on my part because I could have worked through that by leaving because I knew he was a chronic cheater when I met him. Shit, hell, when he met me, he was cheating on somebody else with me. I found out later. I didn't know at that time, but I found out later that he had a girlfriend. He was cheating on her with me. He ended up with me. 
And then when we broke up, he ended up with somebody else that he was cheating on me with. So it's like a it's like a cycle with him. So I knew who he was. So I'm not I'm not making excuses for my actions because I knew what I was dealing with. And I could I could have left, but I didn't. And you know, I think I like the idea of having we 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 ran a household, our children loved us, and maybe it was just all a look, you know, but even though like we had our issues and we used to go back and forth and we didn't argue often, we didn't have a lot of fights or arguments. And that's just because I used to let a lot of shit slide. And I'm pretty sure on my part, he let a lot of shit, a lot of shit slide. He knew I was doing something, you know, but we both, we loved each other's kids and we loved our kids so much. We kind of worked through that. But when the kids started getting older, you know, and um, I became spiritual and I started to transform as a woman. That's when, you know, the relationship really suffered. And that's why now I understand what, like, why having a spiritual foundation in a relationship is extremely important. And having, like, similar morals or values are extremely important. You don't have to have the same religious beliefs. But when I say spiritual foundations and stuff like that and morals and values, like, what, what do you have in a relationship? Because if you don't have it, you know, it's not enough to hold it won't be enough to hold you together. What we had, it wasn't enough to hold us together as a couple, but I can actually say it was enough to hold us together as a family because we still operate like a family. We still view each other like a family. We still view each other as friends. Like he called me and we crack jokes all the time. Every blue moon we'll go out to eat or we'll hang out. So we, we still had like some core values, but not enough to keep us together in a relationship. And it's crazy because lately, People been asking, like, when y'all getting back together or when y'all going to make it work or y'all need to just go ahead and just get back together and get married. And we both like, now we better off. Cool. And plus, shit, he 50. He still should. I don't even think his 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 youngest son, mama, 30. I'm too old for him. I done got too old for him now. He called me old. He, like, he likes young women. And. I mean, he's a nice looking man. He dresses nice. He real smooth. So, you know, them young women, they, they love him. So shit, while he still got it, he gonna, he gonna get it till he can't get it no more. I just don't hope that motherfucker don't think that I'm gonna be here when he done getting it to some juice. Let me tell you something. He's like one of the most intelligent men I know. But when it comes to computers, goddamn. Now look. I haven't touched this man in years. I still have to help him pay all his bills on the internet. <laughs> he refuses to pay his old bills online. I be helping him pay his bills. I had to help him with his insurance and his life insurance earlier. I ain't gonna tell y'all who the beneficiary is. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just weird. Weird. That's my guy. Anybody do that shit? Hey, what you doing? I'm about to slide down here with my car so you can pay this car note for me on the internet. So old ass. Pay your own fucking car note. But anyhow, that's my guy. I love him to death. I'm just joking. But yeah, from that spot on, you know, I'm going to tell you where I went wrong at what my lesson was. Number one, I trusted him when I knew I shouldn't have had. Because... 
I placed a lot of responsibility on his hands, but I know he didn't have the response. He didn't have the, he could, he didn't have the, the, um, the knowledge or resources or wisdom to carry a family. And I knew it because I seen him make bad choices with money and bad spending habits. So what ended up happening was because of that, when things tanked and he went to jail, I ended up having to put everything together by myself. Now, look, I'm not blaming everything on him because remember, like I told y'all earlier, I had some issues, too, that I had to sort through. But I learned a lot of lessons from that as well. But at one point, like he had me so wrapped up in him. If he said, Jasmine, give me all your checks, let me flip them and sell a whole bunch of dope and weed and um, pay these bills, I probably would have let him do it. Yeah, I was one of those. So after that, I just took more control of my finances. And what I did was from 2011 all the way up to 2019, I worked two jobs, damn near two full-time jobs. And that's part of the, another part of the time that my relationship with my children suffered because I was at work all the time because I did not want to put them through what we had just went through. But along that time, one thing that I fucked up at is I forgot to value family because family, your kids be the most important thing. And let's see, you know, other people raising your kids and your kids picking up habits that you don't necessarily agree with, but there's nothing you can do about them. So anyhow, I worked two jobs. Um, one of them I built ind independently for um Medicaid. So basically what I did was I would get patients and I would see them as the independent nurse and I would bill. Another thing I would do is um got my registered nurse's degree and I would um supervise other nurses under me. Great money. It was nice. Um I did that from like 2011 to maybe 2017. That's what I did and I made a lot of money. Got my credit good, bought a house. So by this time, I had a nice house. I had, we had, we always kept two cars. So we had, I had a nice house. We had, we both had two almost new cars. Everything was back good. My credit was looking beautiful. Everything was good. Um, we were doing good. And um, one day I got a call from, uh, I forgot who called me. It was some, it was an investigator with the um, Department of Health. And basically, it was reported that one of the nurses that worked up under me for my patient was um, what she was doing was saying that she was working at night and she wasn't. But she was paying my patient basically hush money. And something happened where my patient ended up in the hospital, which I knew about because I had to oversee all that. What this goofy ass nurse did was she billed Medicaid the night that the patient was in a hospital. And that caused them to, that flagged an investigation. Like, why, how can she bill these nights and the girl was in the hospital these nights? You can't bill for services that you don't render. That caused an investigation. And of course, since I signed over the case, pulled me right into it. And though I didn't get any get in any trouble because I didn't do anything wrong, I didn't like that feeling. So what I had to do in place of that nurse was I had would have to go sit at this girl house. Well, they would do pop-up business. Like, I mean, shit, somebody, an investigator pop up at her house at like three in the morning just to see if there was a nurse there working. That's how it got. I mean, one night 
I had left her and ran to the store because she loved strawberry cake. And I would go to the gas station in the middle of the night that was open 24 hours around the corner. I would grab one. I left her house to go grab one. And she called me. She said, hey, somebody here. I went out to have five minutes. That's how I knew they was watching her house. That's how bad it was. So after that, I was just like, you know what? I don't want no more smoke. Because it'd be so much stuff going on there. Like there was another patient nurse I was over. And what she was doing was we had to make our own nurses notes. Like, and I would give them copies of like blank nurses notes that they can complete. This motherfucker, she put out the same thing. On, this is illegal. She put out the same thing on every single note, on one note and made hella photocopies. And the only thing she changed was the date and the vitals. And somebody came in and investigated. It was like, these are our duplicates. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. Another thing that you have to do is um, these little you updates. We call them 45s. Every 60 days, you got to take it into the doctor. It's like a certification. Doctor has a signing. If the doctor is missing any piece on that 485, Medicaid will not pay you. When I say they paid me, right? The doctor missed a signature. They No, the doctor didn't miss a signature, but the doctor didn't date it correctly. Somehow. So what happened was for that that period, when I took the paperwork in, the doctor was on vacation. I didn't know. This was my mistake, though, because usually you're not supposed to bill until that thing is sick, signed and dated. Because if you bill any time before that thing is dated, you out of compliance. Well, what I didn't know was that the doctor was on vacation and didn't sign it. And I billed. And they wanted all their money back for that fucking month. And I had to give them like maybe $2,600 back. And we ain't going to talk about the taxes and have the taxes come after you. And I tried to find my taxes properly. They tried to tell me I owed taxes. And when I didn't, when I proved I didn't owe taxes, instead of them paying me my money back, they found another way to say I owed them money. It, to me, it was a joke. And I was so tired of it, I gave it up. And I just went to work for a regular home health agency. And I had one patient. She was MRDD. She was the sweetest thing in the world. I used to um, leave my nine to five job and go see her after work and then go home. So much stress was lifted off of me. But um, $1,600 a week, I lost. I didn't have it no more. But for my peace, it was worth it. So... When I got with my other patient and I took her, I took with her, I just took care of her till I took care of my mom and my mom passed. And then 2019 in February, I had enough. I said, you know what, no more two jobs. And I just worked one job and did the jazz and medium thing. And that's what I've been doing ever since. But I, I had to take back control of my life. And I realized that sometimes I'm weird. It's no, it's no middle ground with me. Sometimes I either trust a motherfucker too much or I don't trust you at all. Like, ain't no in the middle, you know, like a little situation I dealt with earlier this week. Man, I trust this man too much. Man, this dude played me. Like, I trust him too. I don't know why my spirit was like, probably because I had so many dreams about him, but my spirit was like, trust him. I'd sit down and be having something like, bitch, you lie. Why you tell me to trust this nigga? <laughs> like, you perked. Like, and then you, then now, like, now I don't trust nobody. It's just I be it be 
it's either or. But I had trusted my kid's dad too much, and me trusting him, and me being dumb as hell when it comes to money and finances. Um, yeah, we ended up homeless. But I learned from that. When my mom passed, and I lost everything again. <laughs> Between 2018 and 2019, I knew how to bounce back and quickly. It didn't take me long to figure it out because I didn't make the same mistake. So the damages weren't as extensive. My my house did go into foreclosure, which I took care of all of that, but I did bounce back, you know. And my credit didn't take too hard a hit either. But that's one of my stories, one of my hardships. I got through it lessons i learned so many lessons throughout that you know the first one of the biggest lessons i learned number one is about my relationship you gotta know when to leave and i say this because my arm getting numb and i'm sleepy i say this because you know i stayed with this person despite all the stuff that we went through and i wasn't happy and another lesson that I learned um, is that I wasn't happy with myself. My self-esteem was shot. It really was. My hair was falling out. I was losing weight. So the lesson that I learned, and I, it really didn't run home, drive home until recently, is that you got to love on yourself. If you don't have any value in yourself, there is no way for you to have a good relationship with anybody and that has been my issue my entire life you know i could be up here and blame people all i want like i can't find a good man or no good man out there but am i being the best person to myself is the question so i had to i had to change that you know and i just started being better to me and once you start being better to yourself like a real relationship be the least of your worries. Now, look, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I be having my moments. I gotta sit up, y'all. My arm falling asleep. I be having my moments. Like, look, y'all. Sometimes I be like, man, where you at, though? I do. But most of the time, shit. What time is it? It's 11.30 and I'm still up. Nowadays, I'm just, I'm happy. Because I got so much love around me. I just... I got me. Look, y'all. I be like right now. I'm here by myself. I ain't even about to show y'all the other side of my bed. I got like I got a Bible, my journal, books, the remote. I don't have to share the TV. My bag is over there. All my little tie bro tools, my herbs. I got all types of shit on the other half of my bed. My room is a flipping mess. And I ain't got nobody to fuss at me about it. I'm okay with that right now. I mean, now look, if you come in, you know. I'll get it together. Because when my one friend was driving here, I think he lived like two hours away in Indiana. He was driving here. I made sure this room was clean. If he was to come over right now, I'd be embarrassed. I mean, ain't nothing on the floor. But my dresser, I got tarot cards, lotion, melatonin, water bottles, mouthwash, my seven-year-old shoes, a bowl from a salad I just ate, hair oil. (laughs) Then over here, I got my water. My medicine, my light, my glasses, uh, my pens, my deodorant. I just did. I need, <laughs> yeah, I need to get myself together. 
But I'm like, in my mess, I am in heaven. I am in joy. I'm, I'm just enjoying stuff. Got my little TV to myself. Try sharing a TV with somebody for, for 14 years that don't watch nothing but ESPN. Uh, and I like sports, too. I'm sick of them. I be enjoying my little time by myself. So I just think I'm really growing into embracing who I am. And, like, I'm learning that you don't need nobody to travel. Like, next year, me and my cousin, we going on this cruise. And then I'm trying to go on this trip to Africa, um, to Ghana. So I'm looking forward to that. I just made a decision to live. And then I want to take my daughters on a cruise. Maybe my son, if he act right, say, nah, he can go if he want to go. He don't want to go nowhere with me. But I learned to enjoy life now. Now, the biggest lesson, and I'm going to leave y'all with this. The creator makes no mistakes. Saying that the creator makes them, that's just an insult. There are no mistakes. Everything that happens to you happens like it's supposed to happen to you. And I know we've had some jacked up stuff happen to some of us. Come, I was molested. Shit, I was raped too. I didn't even, I done had some jacked up stuff happen to me. But the creator, they made no mistakes. The biggest lesson I took is that number one i'm stronger i'm like i'm strong i've never had anything happen to me that i couldn't handle even when i felt like i couldn't i always get through it so now when i get hit with things that feel hard i just be like okay i've been through i've been through hard things before I can get through this. I've done it. I've, I've been through so many hard things. I can do this. I've done it. Like, I've had my heart broken before. I can do this. I've been, I done had a man put his hands on me. I'd have been beat up before. I'd have been raped before. I done been through a lot of stuff. And I'm still here. And. I still live every day to be a good person. And I still live every day to try my best not to be a better person. The creator makes no mistakes. And everything that has ever happened to me in my life is the reason why I am who I am today. Pretty much. And that was my lesson. Nothing ever happened to me that I can't handle. And the day it happens, that just means it's time for me to go. And I've served my purpose here. While I'm here, I can handle it. I have before. Anyhow, thank you for tuning in. I know I went in. I went longer than I usually go. And it's funny because I restarted this thing like three times because I couldn't think of nothing to talk about. But... For everybody that listens in regularly, thank you. You know, I am a bit raw for some people. You know, I got mixed mixed feedback about this podcast. A lot of people, they be like, girl, you just too open. You too raw. 
And then other people, they love my transparency. This, by doing this and speaking, it's helping me just as much as I hope it's helping somebody else. This is my therapy. I hope I'm your therapy. And you can always hit me up. I got so many platforms. Jazz the Medium. I am Jazz the Medium everywhere. You can Google me. I'm ja- And I don't say this with ego. I'm saying, like, if you really want to get in contact with me, jazzthemedium at gmail.com. Email me. I'll answer. I swear I would. And one more thing. If you're in Cincinnati and you see me in public and you speak to me and I look at you like I'm crazy, I swear I don't be funny. I don't be knowing who people are until they tell me. It happened to me. I went to the Victory of Light, which was on the 19th of November, and people kept stopping me like, Jazz Media, do you remember me? And I'm like, no. Don't take it personal. I suck at remembering people. No offense. I'm a medium. I spend a lot of time hovering them, them in between places I be talking about. I don't be here all the time. I be gone. I be everywhere. So, no offense. I'm sorry. I love you all. Don't forget to love on yourself. Give yourself some hugs and love on you and tell yourself you love yourself in the mirror. Tell yourself you love yourself in the mirror until you feel it, bruh. Man, that's what I do. I be looking at myself so deep in the eyes. I be looking at myself like I want a man to look at me and be like, I love you, bruh. Like, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. Like, I love you. I love you. I love you when your hair ain't done. I love you when you feel fat. I love you when you in pain. I love you when you a grouch. Jazz, I love you when you a bitch. I love you when you mean. I love you when you sweet. I love you when you sour and grumpy and don't want to talk to nobody. I love all of you. I love your pinky toe nail that don't grow in and when it growing and growing twisted and weird. I love you when you complain about your nails because you're nitpicky. I love you when you hate your big toe because it's a bit weird. I love it all. Love your big old ears. Your funny nose. I ain't got no eyebrow. I love all of that. Love. I ain't got no acne on my face, but I got it on my back. I love the acne on my back. I love the varicose veins on my legs. I love the cellulite in my thighs. I love the jiggle in my belly. I love it out. And the fact that I ain't got no booty. Let me tell you something, creator. I know this one no mistake. Because I think the creator knows. If you would have gave me an ass... Yeah, I'd have been a stripper. He didn't give me an ass for a reason. This creator was like, if I give her a booty, she is not going to live out her purpose. No booty for her. Flat foot. I mean, it's it's couple It's a handful. I ain't going to lie. My friend earlier this year, he liked my butt. He was like, you know what, y'all? You got a butt. It's, it's nice. He had a weird accent. I don't know. People from like Hamilton and Middletown and shit like that, they got these weird accents. Why and I and whatever. We ain't about to talk about this motherfucker. Anyhow. But he licked my butt. He said my butt was nice. <laughs> All right, y'all. Good night. I love y'all. Peace. Shit.